Welcome, Welcome to Mommy, Mommy Full, Full of, of Grace, Grace with, with our, our wives, wives Darcy, Darcy and Nancy. Nancy. Welcome to Mommy Full of Grace. We're back. Nancy and Darcy, we're here at my house, hanging out after Mass. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. What you been doing? <laughs> hanging out at your house. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've missed a couple of podcasts, haven't we? We have. That's been life. It, it's been life. Yeah. Life is busy. Good. Good, but busy. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Um, my goodness, summer is here. Halfway through. It's hot as ever. Yeah, I know. We're almost halfway through July. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. So summer is my busiest time at work. Mm, yeah, I bet. So yeah. I look forward to September. Yeah. Because then I can take a deep breath and relax. And Do you take a little vacation then? Or like... Probably not this year because my brother's getting married in September, oh, okay. so I'm going to have a lot of uh, activities right. and things that I need to do. Right. Um, but maybe a little bit later. We've got our ninth anniversary coming up. So, I know. We've already done that one. We've already, we passed nine. Yeah. Oh, we made it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, well, yeah, I think it worked for me, too. It gets, it's not that it's, like, busy, but... That's when we get, a, there's a lot of stuff that happens. That's mm-hmm. when why I get a lot of stuff done over the summer. And then come August, September is when it starts to kind of like even out until we start like the next like major liturgical thing. Right. You know? So, yeah, we talked about doing something, maybe just like a weekend or something in September and October. Yeah. Something around there. Personally, I think that it is a waste of time to vacation or do anything like that during the summer because almost anywhere that we would go is hot as you know what. Yes. And I know I can be hot like in my backyard. That's Why true. would I want to be hot and miserable somewhere else? So we are getting ready to go in next week. Oh, and you're going to go somewhere hot. We're going somewhere hot. <laughs> But we're going for a couple days with my in-laws, and so my husband's grandparents met at a particular beach 70 years ago. Wow. And went back every summer with by themselves and then with their children, and now they're not with us anymore, but the children and oh, their children so go. That's so really this cute. is the 70th anniversary. Wow. Which is really cool. Of when they met. Of and this family trip to oh, oh, the okay. same beach. So wow. we're all going. There's I don't know, thirty to forty what? people. Wow. Yeah, huge family. That's a good reason though. Like that's yeah. like, like that's like a family tradition kind mm-hmm. of reason to go. Yes. I'm saying like no, no I don't wanna go no. for a weekend in yeah. If we were not going with yeah. family, I would not be picking this week to go to the right. beach. It's right. too hot, and there's a million tourists everywhere. Right. And people from Orlando have, I think, little tolerance for tourists. <laughs> Which is crazy. Which <laughs> we is get, crazy. We get too many of them, and, you know, we're over it. 
I think people <laughs> anywhere in a touristy area have a low tolerance for tourists. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, which is kind of stupid because you should be like, thank you for bringing money into our economy. Yes. But at the same time. Right. Use a blinker. <laughs> figure out where you're going. You cannot go 40 miles an hour on the interstate. Just, no. you know, yeah. Although yeah. I4 is such a mess right now. I don't know how much you experience this, but like every time I get on downtown to go somewhere, I4 has changed because it's under construction. So you mean I like the formation of yes. like traffic. So I feel like a tourist every <laughs> single day driving down I4 because it's it not really, the same it way that it was time. the day before. <laughs> It really is your first time on I-4. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, um, just where, you know, like, where our places are, we don't really need yeah. to get on I-4 that much. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, probably, like, September, October, we've got some friends that have a, um, a place in Carolina. So, you know, we're thinking of just, you know, I mean... What's a nine-hour car trip? <laughs> one yeah. way. You know, with a one-year-old. With a one-year-old. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got it, Mom. Yeah. 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 But speaking of our one-year-old, um, and you guys just helped us celebrate. He just turned one. Yay. Yay. And, yeah, he's good. He's good, you know, trying to – he was not crazy about his cake. Mm-mm. But he did it like the so frosting. Cute. It was so cute. Thank you, Auntie Allie, for making his cake. Um, yeah, it was it was a good day. It was yeah. a good day. It stormed. Mm-hmm. But it was good. And you guys came and Madeline was there and party. Yes. It was good. Yes. If you ask Madeline about her favorite part of the party, oh. it was playing with the giant dog you have on your fridge. That's always her favorite part of my house. Yes. That's, do you remember that story of you told me about how she yes. told teachers at daycare that. <laughs> it was my grandmother. Oh, she okay. told my grandmother. She told Graham Cracker? <laughs> yes. That Aunt Darcy and Uncle On who keep Rosie in the freezer. Yes. And so we had, for those of you that don't know, we had a Boston Terrier named Rosie. Um, we put her down last year. And, but there is, I think, I think it's my brother-in-law years ago. He must have gone on a trip somewhere. Maybe he and his wife. I don't even know if they were married yet. I'm not sure. And they brought back that magnet. It's this huge Boston Terrier magnet that goes in the fridge. And there's like hats and boots and like a scarf and sunglasses. And it's adorable. And I guess Madeline was saying that we kept Rosie in the freezer (laughs) And you were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I remember you telling me this, and I'm like, why would she think the dog is in the freezer? Like, we put Rosie down. Rosie's in heaven. She's not in the freezer. And and then I remember you saying, she said, Madeline, when you said that Rosie was in the freezer, what did you mean? And she's like, you know, she, she, she wears the hat, and she has the boots on. And you were like... Oh, the magnet on the refrigerator. <laughs> I felt so much better, but you should have seen my grandmother's yeah. face. <laughs> Poor Graham Cracker. When Madeline told her that Aunt Darcy's dog was in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes total sense. Exactly. You know? Like, exactly. Yeah, that's funny. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Rosie would, would have enjoyed having... Um, 
Madeline playing with her, too. Wow. What are we going to talk about today? We are talking about... I ask you like I don't know, but right. this is actually, you know, we did, we did discuss what we're going to talk about. We are talking about family dinners. Why we have them, and then what the benefits are of spending time with your family. Well, one of the main reasons why we have them is because we like to eat. We do. Hangry <laughs> is not a good way to be. Uh, we, we don't want that. But, so, I was talking to someone um, a couple weeks ago who said to me that she thought it was weird that my family eats together at night. And that had not been her experience growing up. Mm-hmm. And I thought... That was my experience. I don't know about, I don't know what life would be like if I didn't sit down with my parents. So it's weird, the opposite, for you to think I'm not doing that. Yeah. But then it made me wonder, why do we do this? Mm -hmm. Other than the fact that I like it. What is it that I like about family dinners? Mm -hmm. And then how are they beneficial to me and Mm -hmm. to my family? Mm -hmm. Um, And why should other families do this? And if it's something that you didn't grow up doing, um, we want you to really think about maybe it's something that you could start doing with your family. Sure. Um, because it is so helpful. So, what about you? Did y'all eat dinner together? We did. Okay. We did. Yeah, that was, I mean, I, I mean but you know, what's funny is that when I, when I think about it, like, we growing up it was never like it was never talked about where well we have to eat a family dinner together mm-hmm. it was just that's just the way it was me too it wasn't it wasn't like um you know we're going to do this and we're going to eat dinner as a family every night and granted i'm an only child mm-hmm. so i think that the you know the lower number of people in the house that you have to cook for or that you know to get arranged in order to have that family dinner, it's easier the less people you have. So I can Trail. see how the more people in your family, the more you really mm-hmm. do have to make it like an institution. All right, people, we're yeah. having this, you know, like, no, you can't take your, you know, you can't take dinner to your room and stuff like that. Right. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so it was never talked about. We just did it. We just always had it. And then, yeah, I mean, there were occasions where like, you know, as I got older, if I was at a friend's house or I was, do, you know, or if, you know, um, and you and I talked about this earlier, like dad working late mm-hmm. or, you know, just something comes yeah. up. Or my parents had a date night. Right, I mean, right. It wasn't that. Yeah. 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 Um, and then growing up, as I look back, I think a lot of my friends, they ate dinner together, too. They may not have all sat at the table, which I thought was kind of weird. Just because of, like, comfort. Like, who wants right. to sit, like, in the living room mm-hmm. every night for dinner? Right. Like, you know, you go to a party. Sorry yeah. for those of you that have been in my house. It's a small house. We don't have a lot of tables. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, like, that's that's one thing. But, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's kind of... And so it probably wasn't until I really thought about it, like, in high school or college, where I also ran into people, or just from conversation, that, you know, either... Everybody worked more than one one or two jobs mm-hmm. in the house, so there was not a, we're all, at 6 o'clock, we're all sitting at the table, you know, for dinner. 
Right. Um, it just couldn't happen, or that just wasn't, you know, just wasn't a thing. Yeah. 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 And I know, you know, in talking to friends um, and other family members, that now there are a lot of families that eat in front of the TV. And yeah. they're not, they're, yeah. they're all together eating, but they're not talking to each other right. or really interacting in any way. They're right. focused on whatever's flashing right. in front of their That faces. was a treat growing up. Us too. To have the TV on. Yes. And like, I can remember there were only certain times where we were, al- I was allowed to eat dinner in front of mm-hmm. the TV. And it was probably when like schedules were off. Somebody was sick and not feeling well, which I can mm-hmm. totally rate, relate is, okay, here's the macaroni and cheese or here's the grilled cheese sandwich or here's the breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Just sit and eat, you know, kind of thing. Or like, um, you know, back when you actually wanted to like time the VCR so you could hit record. (laughs) To record something off TV. Um, Like, uh, like Jerry Lewis telethon. My dad loved watching the telethon. Mm -hmm. So that we would, I'm almost positive that we would just, that we would watch it while we're eating dinner. Right. But, like, those certain events, like, if there was something special on TV, like, you know. Yeah. Um, something like that, then we definitely, mm-hmm. you know, would. But that was not a normal, like, every day. Right. It wasn't every yeah, day. It was a treat. Yes. Definitely for yeah. us, too. Sometimes if there was a babysitter there, pizza on the couch was totally right. fair game. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. So we're not talking about those things that come up and, yeah. you know, you have to do what's better for your family and, mm-hmm. and adjust. But we do want to talk about why um, why family dinner is important to have um, as often as you can um, during the week. So we did a little bit of research on this. and <laughs> Let's be honest. Nancy did a little bit of research on this. Right. <laughs> so research is kind of my thing when, you know, you talk about different personality types. Whenever I feel stressed about something or I'm confused about something, I turn to research. So I know all sorts of random facts about things that I don't need to know because I like to research. So Interesting. when I heard that someone might think this was maybe not necessary and I felt this gut reaction, like, yes, I do need to have dinner with my family. I really wanted to know why. So... Research it was. What we came across, um, in... I feel like you should I'm be, gonna, like, at the front of the classroom with a laser pointer, and this is the PowerPoint. What we came across in our research is that... Is that... Um, family dinners have all sorts of really great benefits. So, you learn many things when you're eating with your family. Mm-hmm. Good table manners which are so important. Can you imagine going on a date if no one had taught you, like, to cut food properly with fork and oh a knife? Oh, my goodness. It would be like Sandra Bullock in um, Miss Congeniality. Yes. And she's sitting at the, you know, and he and she's like, what are you looking at? And he's like, the half-masticated cow stuck in between your teeth. Because she's right. like, you know. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we learn how to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Which is so important today when I think a lot of, especially teenagers, are really only talking through their phones. Um, as a millennial, <laughs> I can speak to the importance of someone teaching you mm-hmm. how to do this because 
When I got home from school, I was talking to my friends on the computer, and then in college and afterwards, I'm talking to my friends on my cell phone, mm-hmm. and it was really family dinners that were my opportunity after school to talk to somebody face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talk about... But, but going back to that, like, I, I don't think that that was acknowledged back then. And when I no. say back then, I'm, t- I'm saying 10, 15 years yeah. ago. You know, whereas... And for me, it was different just because I am a little bit older than you. So mm-hmm. there was no distraction of, you know, AOL Instant Messenger or <laughs> texting or something, you know, while dinner time was going on because it just didn't exist in our house. Like, right. Like that. Like, yeah, we had a computer. We had AOL. I had it. But it we never even thought about, oh, no, I'm too busy chatting to eat it just wasn't right you know um but it was never talked about in that way mm-hmm. you know whereas now you do have to be cognizant of you know what are these distractions right yeah yeah um and those conversations that you can have around the dinner table lead to a stronger relationship between parents mm-hmm. and children when think about especially teenagers i think and older, older children are not going to come to you necessarily and say, Mom, I had this really rough day at school, and this is why. Yeah. They're going to come home moody and cranky and trying to shut you out. But while they're sitting there eating, they're busy doing something else. Their focus is mm-hmm. on something else, and the environment lends itself mm-hmm. to sharing little pieces of mm-hmm. what happened sure. um, and letting you in on their lives a little bit more, which mm-hmm. is important. Um, and along with that, those conversations, various studies show that it leads to better language skills in toddlers, which of course has huge impacts on their mm-hmm. education later because if they go into kindergarten with an enhanced vocabulary, they're going to read faster mm-hmm. and then communicate better mm-hmm. and write better, which of course, gives them a head up. They will have had all those things modeled for them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, parents talk about what can I do to give my child a leg up in school? This is it. Yeah. This is one Absolutely. of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I came across that I found really striking is, and maybe it's just Joseph and I, I don't know. We talk a lot about being concerned about the world we live in and Madeline growing up <coughs> and... You know, there's drugs everywhere. Every teenager that we know, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, they're they're having sex too young, too soon, too often. They're drinking, again, too young, too soon, too often. Mm-hmm. They're engaging in other harmful behaviors. You know, we read all the time on the Internet about people who are struggling with all sorts of, you know, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. intense feelings, and... We worry about, you know, is she going to be okay? Mm -hmm. What can we do to help her make decisions that are not going to be sleeping with her boyfriend or Mm -hmm. drinking and doing drugs in high school? Mm -hmm. And a lot of studies have shown, again, that the number one thing you can do is family dinners, Mm. which... And I didn't, I didn't know that until I started researching for this podcast, but that was amazing to me. It makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, um, yeah. 
fun. Yeah. You're hanging out with your kids. You're sharing things with them. Mm -hmm. The stories that you tell them, there goes the cuckoo clock. It's noon. It's going to do that 12 times. 12 times. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, I think about if there was one thing I could do for 45 minutes a day to help my child be a better learner in school and then be more successful in life and make better decisions, why wouldn't I do it? Well, eating dinner with my child? We gotta eat anyway. Right. Why not do it? Right. Um. Hmm. I mean that, you know, I think when you look at just the makeup of families and you look at or at least when I look at, well, I'll just make this personal, the makeup of different families I know and families that I respect and people that I respect. You, I tend to look back and say, well, what, where did this all come from? Like, I just keep going back and back and mm -hmm. back. And I think that that kind of, you know, family dinners, which, which you know, let's be honest. I mean, you, you and I were talking about it, too. There's job changes that happens. There's location changes that happens. Mm -hmm. Time things that happen. Maybe you can't have dinner as a family, but can you have breakfast as a family? Right. You know, and then you know, moving moving forward on in life, you know, um, you don't sit with, you know, your parents every night and have dinner, you know. But is Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday night dinner a thing? Yeah. You know, exactly, you know, if you can, if you're within that, right. you know, close enough to do that. So I think a lot of times when we look at our environment and the people that we love, people that we admire, people that we respect, we look at those characteristics of their personality and mm -hmm. who they are, what makes them who they are. And we see where that strong root is. And I think a lot of that is attributed to things like this, you know, sitting down with their family to eat dinner, where you're modeled how to have a conversation, where you're learning problem-solving skills. Absolutely. You, know, you talk learning... through the, the problems. Right, right, right. You're learning those things. And um, when I look at other people, you know, like that, it, that's it kind of just makes sense. Like, oh, okay, that can totally be attributed to that's why he is the way he is or she is the way she is now. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. definitely. I think that um, family dinner is also a great way to bring in some catechesis for your family. So, you know, as the mom in your family, part of your role is to teach your children about Jesus and why we love him and what is our Catholic faith. Yeah. Do you have a special prayer that you pray before meals? We do. Do you? Um, not, well, it depends. Usually it's just like a prayer before meal, like, mm -hmm. you know, we thank you for this food and, right. you know, if there's something that's going on or on our hearts or something that we read or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's it. But like other times it's that, you know, bless us, O Lord, and these mm -hmm. are the gifts. One of those. Yeah. Madeline's got one that she learned at school that oh. you clap and say. Oh. So... Getting a toddler to sit still and quiet That's is painful. That's a great idea. Painful. Yeah. And <laughs> that getting her to clap and say this prayer with you is fun, and it brings in this idea that 
We are thankful for our food. Everything we have comes from the Lord. Um, we share you know that I want her. you to, to clap and Oh, sing. you do? Okay. Yeah. It goes... Do you know it? Okay. Yes. Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the friends we meet. Thank you, God, for work and play. Thank you, God, for every day. Amen. That's adorable. And she can do the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, she's three years old, and she's participating, and mm-hmm. she's actively participating in our prayer life mm-hmm. every evening at mealtime. And we pray before bed, too, but you know, this is an opportunity to stop, pause, pray mm-hmm. during the middle of activity. And it kind of sets the tone for mm. the meal, too. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a great idea. Um, I think that... Uh, I think that that's great. That's a great, that's a great idea. If, if it's, and of course I'm like thinking ahead, like, well, Zeke is one. He has no idea what's going on. But, you know, modeling that mm-hmm. for him and starting that is really important. And that's something that is important to, you know, Anvu and I to, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, once we start getting a little better with, you know, just with him being interested in actual food and not his right? bottle, um, that'll be, I think, a little bit easier. Yes, you know. yes. Um, Definitely, because he's going to have to sit in a high chair near the... Right. Yes. Right. And actually, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and you know, and I think about prayer around the table, and I think what's, and not funny, haha, but like funny when I think about you know, well, why, why do we sit at the table for family dinner? Why is that so important? And I think, I think about the last supper, you know, I think about, um, I think about Jesus sitting there at that table. He chose a dinner table he did. for the last supper. I mean, that was, and I don't know how do it, he used, what did we say? He used the meal as a, as an oh look we have notes he used the meal to explain what was happening exactly yeah he took something that was like celebratory mm-hmm. you know because when I think of twelve people <laughs> thirteen people at a table you know like that's a party yeah. unless you ha- have like a ton of brothers and sisters or something you know even that probably still is a party right. <laughs> but you know that's a party so he took something that was celebratory they're not related although I don't know how families ate together meaning like other families if they join mm-hmm. if families join together to eat back then I'm not, I'm not I don't know about that dynamic but he took something that was kind of celebratory and what did I say earlier by sitting at the banquet table and he made it into an act of worship he made it into like you were saying catechesis mm-hmm. for you know for to put it in, in today's terms you know teaching them of what he wanted them to do. And I think that's, it's, I think I just think it's cool that that's similar. They're, it's not like it's similar just, you know, as a surprise. There's yeah. a reason why we sit at the table and eat and have those conversations. And Jesus modeled that for us. And we should be following in his footsteps. Exactly. So yeah. use it for your family. Yeah. There is a priest, if you want to look more into this, he has made into his what? into family dinners, uh-huh. and he has made his, um, I guess his vocation or part of his vocation um, is Grace Before Meals. His name is Father Leo, mm-hmm. and he has a whole website. He goes all around the country, the world, speaking about the importance of 
sitting with your family at the dinner table. Does he cook? Yes. Yes. And he okay. cooks, yes. He yes, cooks yes. a million recipes. Yes. Yes. You need to check out his website yes, for more information. Okay. Um, but he echoes everything that we found in our secular research about family dinners, mm-hmm. too. Um, but then added the part about you know, using that time to catechize your children and teach them about Jesus mm-hmm. and grow in that relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. One of the things that, <clears throat> you know, I mean, Zeke is one. Madeline, Madeline is like a three-nager. Yes. Um, you know, and then, you know, just our friends that have little kids or even older kids. You know, I think about, um, I don't know, I get, I tend to get a little anxious about what's going to happen. You know, I've got this meal, but what if... I don't know. What if he loses it? And what if it's just crazy? You know, I get that anxious feeling. And one of the things that we were talking about um, is those expectations for Mm -hmm. your little one to sit at the table. And no, don't expect them to sit. What did you say? It's not an hour-long meal at the Gilmore's. (laughs) Yeah. This is not dinner with Richard and Emily. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. This is, you have to base your expectations off what, your child is and who they are. And like realistically, 10 minutes is good. Right. Like they're, if they can do it for 10 minutes, that's really good. Yeah. Um, and so I liked that idea of, okay, well, what's the realistic expectation here? You know, um, that they can sit for 10 minutes and eat and, you know, and participate and, you know, and watch. Um, one of the ideas that I loved was including them in the prep. Absolutely. For the meal. Um, you know, even if it's setting the table or mm-hmm. like using, um, oh gosh, what are those called? They sit in the kitchen and it's like a stool, but it's like safer for them to uh, like a tower the, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like where they can, you know, like break apart vegetables for a salad yeah. or stir things and you know that kind of stuff, um, which gives them more meaningful. Yes, you know, uh, it makes it personal, makes it meaningful for them to yeah. sit down and eat with a helped make but you know also realizing 10 minutes is good yeah you know and then when you and I were talking about it I like how you said that you make Madeline say you know may I be excused yeah we use that phrasing um, and she knows it Mm -hmm. she knows that if she hops off the chair and doesn't ask first that we're going to make her get back in the chair Mm -hmm. until she says it Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that again that goes along with table manners that's something that you know, when, right. when you're older, if you're having dinner with your in-laws or something and you need to step away from the table, you would say, may I be excused for a moment right. and go handle whatever you need to do and come back. Right. But I also know that realistically during dinner time with a toddler that sometimes by the time she's done eating, one of us may have eaten half our meal and the other one of us has had two bites. Right. So she's done eating and is antsy and wants to get up and play. Mm-hmm. And we need to be at the table a little bit longer. And we're working on patience. And so that's and why you, that's why you institute mm-hmm. that. May I be excused? Right. So what does she do then? Does she just goes to play, goes to goes to her room. She usually goes to play. The way our home is set up, we've got our our kitchen dining room table area is looking at the living room where the toys and stuff are. Mm-hmm. So typically she goes and plays with those or plays with the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, 
She doesn't typically wander down to her room by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Wait till she's 13. Right. That'll happen. She'll be like, whatever, mom. I'm out of here. But by 13... She should have the patience to I, wait an extra better, five minutes. She can wait mm-hmm. an extra ten minutes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, but I think it's it's important to have those expectations and then to adjust them. If for some reason we're eating dinner an hour later than we normally right. do, right. you know, my expectations are very different for a seven o'clock dinner than they would be at six. Right. Just based on right. where she's at. And then if it's if if your usual meal time is six. Or like six fifteen, and you happen to be eating at seven. You've probably given her a snack by right. then, oh, so definitely. that she doesn't turn into like the yeah. Snickers commercial. Yes, yeah, yes, really, yes. Yeah, so that's yeah. I liked reading that because I was just like, okay, you know, that's good. Five to ten minutes. It's a slow process. It's not going to happen. You know, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. don't expect them to. You know, to sit there. Yeah, no, patience is a skill that has to be taught. Yeah, that's yeah. a great. Um, and that's a great opportunity to do it because you're there already. Right. Most of the time if you're right. sitting there already. I think that, you know, um, if there's anybody out there who doesn't currently sit as a family together for whatever reason, um, find a reason to sit together, you know, and start small. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, right away dinner. You could do breakfast. You could do it maybe make it a point to do it once or twice a week, you know? Right. Um, something that shows that this is important, mm-hmm. that everybody, you know, is together. Yes. And I think, um, so my family growing up, we did Sunday afternoons, mm-hmm. too. So there were a lot of weeknights where maybe my dad didn't make it home in time for dinner right. or whatever. Right. Um, and we did, Sunday afternoon was lunch. You do not miss Sunday lunch unless you are sick. Huh. You had to be there. Mm-hmm. We went from church to lunch. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of, I re, was just realizing, a lot of what we were saying is, uh, has to do with kids and the mm-hmm. purpose of family dinners. But I think that it's just sitting down with your loved ones mm-hmm. is important. I agree. Even if, you know, even if there are no kids, even if your family right. doesn't have kids. Even if you are a young couple just starting out and you don't have kids or maybe, you know, you are um, um, retirees or your kids are teenagers or in college, having that FaceTime. Yes. I think is super important. Definitely. I think that it also, you know, it's it's a form of, maybe not necessarily a form of respect, but kind of, what am I trying to say? Like, honoring that you want to be in that person's presence. Mm-hmm. You want to be with that person. Especially if it's good food. Yes. Yes. Speaking of good food, what are you making for dinner tonight? Tonight, actually, this is random, but I'm having a family dinner with some of my cousins that have come into town. Oh, nice. Yeah. But then I'm going to make a... Uh, Chicken casserole for us to well, eat wait, Monday wait, through wait. Wednesday night. Oh, uh, okay. So you're, <laughs> so you're going out to dinner yes. with, with your... Okay, yes. okay. You're making a, a what? I'm making a chicken casserole for us to eat Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. Because uh-huh. working moms, I totally get you. That's that's how we roll Yeah, in this you house. can't just come home and be like, all right, let's defrost this. And right, then, yeah. Gourmet meals are not happening on, on weeknights. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Darcy and I were talking earlier. Maybe we'll post some of our favorite recipes for you guys. Sure. Um, yeah. And share those easy weeknight meals. Yeah. 
My husband pulled out some pork chops out of the freezer this morning. Mm. So I don't know what he has planned for those. But he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to make that. I was like, all right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, should we close with a prayer? We should because it's 12.15 and I'm getting hungry. I'm hungry too. All this talking about food. I know. Okay. All right. Can we go sit somewhere and eat and look at our phones the whole time? You're not a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, but did you read that? There's that article that yes. says, oh, now there's a word for us. Xennial. I, I think Xennial. Xennial? Yeah, I don't it? know how you say it. I think the X is pronounced Z. Z. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think, yeah, I think, which was very spot on. That was a very mm-hmm. interesting article. It was interesting. It yeah. described you very well. <laughs> you totally thought of me when you were reading it? No, I'm just being oh. a, a witch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Are well, you getting hungry? Is I am. I'm getting <laughs> hangry. I need my Snickers bar. Oh, Mother Mary, help us. Uh, no. Oh. Hail Mary. The Lord is with me. Blessed are thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.